You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nahumsegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast. See 
Morning here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matas Weingast. It's February 15th in the year 2015, the 26th of Shvat, 5775. And it is such an exciting morning here on uh, JM Sunday as, uh, as of course the news was, uh, was spread last night that, uh, our son, Ellie Weingast, got engaged to Ariel Engelmeyer of Teaneck, New Jersey, and uh, we wish them a mazel tov, my wife Karen and I, and uh, our other son Aryeh, Ellie's brother, uh, wish a tremendous mazel tov to Ellie and to Ariel, and uh, to Ariel's parents, Deborah and Judah Engelmeyer, and uh, her siblings, Talia and Noah Engelmeyer, uh, again, of Teaneck, New Jersey. What an exciting time last night. And it is uh, kind of surreal to be announcing this and mentioning it on the air. Uh, but uh, we are just so happy and so pleased and so excited to uh, to spread the news, the good news of uh, Ellie's engagement to Ariel Engelmeyer. We'll be playing a lot of uh, Simintov and Asha Bar music today. And uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later on. Uh, I'm not existing on much sleep uh, in the last uh, last few hours, but uh, we'll pl- plug through, especially on this uh, bitter, bitter cold morning here in the North Jersey area and the entire tri-state area. It is <laughs> it is 16 degrees with uh, the wind chill factor. It is minus three. Going up to a high, a huge high of 18 degrees uh, today. And then, then you think it's cold now? The uh, real feel now is minus 3. Well, uh, according to the weather service, the real temperature, the actual temperature is going to plummet down to 3 degrees today, tonight, overnight, with a real feel uh, with the winds uh, about 20 below to 30 below with the gusts of wind. Bitter cold, life-threatening cold today. You have to be careful out there. In Jerusalem, it's 51 degrees. <laughs> 51 degrees and sunny. And going down tonight to a to a low of 40 degrees and sunny. Wow. <laughs> it would be nice to be there and uh, be much warmer than here. But we are filled with warmth as again, we mentioned that uh, Ellie Weingast, our son, is engaged to Ariel Engelmeyer. Very, very exciting. We're going to be playing a lot of uh, upbeat music today, starting off with uh, Piamenta with Simintov right here on JM Sunday exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> 
on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Ashabara from the Miami Boys Choir here on a very special JM Sunday. I'm Matis Weingerest and I'm here with you this morning on the Nachum Siegel Network. What an exciting day here on JM Sunday. We announced before, as we did last night, that uh, our son, Ellie Weingast, got engaged to Ariel Engelmeyer of Teaneck, New Jersey. And we wish them a mazel tov. And the entire Engelmeyer and Weingast family, Karen and I are so excited, as you can imagine. It is, like I said earlier, it's a bit surreal to be announcing this on the air. It's a bit crazy, but it is absolutely amazing. And so many mazel tov wishes. We thank you so much. To everybody out there who's listening, what an amazing, amazing time. It's great to have a Simcha, uh, and uh, this is so wonderful. We uh, we uh, just uh, are, are elated. Just it's amazing. Words can't describe it. Oh, uh, we have we are sharing those Mazel Tov wishes. We're playing a lot of Simintov and Asher Bara selections today, as uh, as you can imagine. We're going to get to morning Chizuk in a minute. We are not going to have a news from Israel with Hannah Julian. Hannah's a little bit under the weather today. However, uh, switching notes here a little bit, uh, in light of the um, attack yesterday and the uh, killing in the Copenhagen at the Jewish Community uh, Center at a bat mitzvah, uh, we are going to be joined at uh, the top of the hour at 8 o'clock by, the, uh, by a member of the Copenhagen City Council who is a former head of the Jewish community. I know that I am not going to get his name right. We'll get it right when we speak to him. Uh, I believe his name is Thin Rudetsky. He will be joining us at 8 o'clock, and we will talk about what happened yesterday. Uh, the news reports are that the police, uh, in fact, uh, uh, killed the assailant, the murderer, and we'll find out, we'll get the latest on uh, what happened there and the... Uh, and what the feeling is in the community over there in Copenhagen, Denmark. That will come up at 8 o'clock, exclusive to JM Sunday, here on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're going to go now to uh, to Morning Chizuk, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, L'zecha Nishmas Zev Bar Yosef Alevi. Here's Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Chovetz Chaim spent his entire life on being mechasek, strengthening the Yisodos of Yiddishkeit, the main foundations of Judaism. The Chavetz Chaim insisted that every kehila should build a mikveh. When it became known to him that a mikveh was neglected, he did not rest until he knew that the matter was taken care of properly. He was always afraid that if he would be silent, they will demand of him in the Olam HaEmes, in the world of truth, concerning this matter. He held that Hashkacha had given him additional years to his life in order that he should repair the breach. In the summer of Tofreshayim Beis, the Chavetz Chaim was asked by the Rav of Lida to be Mashpia, to influence the people, to do whatever they could and build a new mikveh. He tried, but his efforts did not bear fruit. When the Chavetz Chaim was getting ready to travel to Eretz Yisrael, he went to say goodbye to all the people of the various cities. One Arab Shabbos, when the Chavetz Chaim arrived in Lida, he asked that all of the leadership of the community gather together, and he pleaded with them, you know how many kochos, the great effort that I've extended, so that there should be a new mikveh in Lida, but it hasn't happened. I don't have any complaints. It's quite possible that no one is responsible. However, I'm an old man, 
and soon will be standing in Din in the Olamo Emes. They will ask me, Yisrael Mayor, you were a neighbor of Lida. Why were you quiet when you knew that there wasn't a proper mikveh there? I'm therefore asking you, please do this chesed for me. Please write a star, a document, that I was not guilty in this oversight, and please sign it. I tried to inspire the people. I requested of you. I begged you. I even demanded. I did everything in my power to accomplish the building of the mikveh. But my words were not listened to, and I was not successful. The leaders who had gathered together began to tremble when they heard these words of the sainted Chavetz Chaim. Reb Nechemia Levinson was the first to say, What is the Rebbe saying? We don't listen? Chalila, woe to us! Never give up on us, Rebbe! I will be the first one to donate 500 rubles for the purpose. Everyone else in the room followed suit. They all pledged large sums of money. In no time, the mikveh was built. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Baby,
Eitan Katz live in Jerusalem with Amos Sai. Before that, we heard from Mayor Barnai. Right here on JM Sunday, an exciting morning here as uh, we are mentioning, we are announcing, as we've done since last night, the engagement of Ellie Weingast, Karen and uh, my son. Uh, Ellie Weingast engaged to Ariel Engelmeyer of Teaneck, New Jersey. Mazel tov to our family. Mazel tov to the Engelmeyers, Deborah and Judah of Teaneck. Amazing family, and we are so uh, so proud of Ellie and Ariel, and so happy for them. And uh, we look forward to continuing the celebration. It is uh, it is just amazing, surreal. I keep on saying it's just uh, mind-boggling that this has uh, happened, and we are so excited and so happy for them. And uh, so pleased that we get to announce this and share this with uh, with the world out there and with the Nachum Siegel Network uh, world and with all you listeners. Uh, we appreciate so much the hundreds and hundreds of uh, of Mazel Tov wishes coming in from all of our listeners and our friends, and we thank you so much for that. Uh, we're going to continue playing more Ashabar and Simintov uh, selections during the next hour and a quarter of the show. Uh, at uh, at eight o'clock, we usually have our news from Israel. We're not going to have Hannah uh, Julian on. We're giving her the week off. She's a bit under the weather. However, in light of the uh, of the terrible uh, events of yesterday in Copenhagen, Denmark, uh, with the killing of a guard at a bat mitzvah ceremony and uh, and an attack on a uh, on a cafe earlier in the day, uh, and we, we were told uh, that the police actually caught and killed the person who did, who did this killing, we're going to be joined by a member of the Copenhagen. Uh, commu- uh, city Council, the Copenhagen City Council, who is also a former head of the Jewish community. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking to him live at 8 o'clock, uh, and uh, we'll be discussing what happened yesterday and uh, and what, what the community is going through right now. Of course, it's terrible, uh, and what's going to be happening. So that make sure, make sure, let everybody know. This is exclusive, this is uh, live, this is immediate, and it's going to be at 8 o'clock uh, and we will be speaking with him uh, at, at that time to talk about what happened in Copenhagen. In, in the meantime, we're going to try to keep things upbeat. Uh, we're going to go to more uh, Simintov music. Uh, we, we have up uh, Nissan Michaels um, and, uh, and and some more uh, some more Simintov tunes. I also want to wish a Mazel Tov to uh, Rochelle and Mark Zamek, who were honored last night's Young Israel of Teaneck dinner. Uh, we... Uh, as they now realize, uh, we, we, we were otherwise occupied, otherwise we would have been there, um, to, uh, to share in their, uh, Simcha there. All the work that Mark and Rochelle have done over the years for the young user Latinek and, uh, honor that they deserved. Uh, there were many members of the JM community there, uh, uh, we were, we were otherwise occupied. So, we were not able to make it. I'm sorry, but we wish them a Mazel Tov and, and, uh, yeah, we hope to celebrate with them very soon in many different ways. So uh, it's exciting that uh, that they were honored last night and everybody had a great time from what I understand. So I'm uh, very happy, very happy for them. We're going to go back to the music here on JM Sunday. We are here. Uh, let me just, oh, you know what, let me also mention something. I don't want to forget that, uh, of course, great programming continues all day long here on the stream. And uh, tonight... Uh, Elliot Weiselberg will have another uh, new edition of the court report. Uh, I, I understand he's a little bit under the weather, but uh, he knows that you want to know what went on in the Yeshiva League playoffs. So 
Uh, he'll run through the games that were played this uh, this past week and a preview uh, of the uh, next round, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll be getting some chicken soup to to help him get through the program. That'll be tonight at seven o'clock here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Okay, here is another version of Simintov right here on JM Sunday.
Just a taste of Yaakov Shweki with Asher Barra here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you here on a very special morning in many ways. Uh, we have been announcing with great pleasure the engagement of our son, Ellie Weingast, to Ariel, excuse me, Ariel Engelmeyer of Teaneck, New Jersey. And, uh, we, uh, we wish a tremendous Mazel Tov to the Engelmeyers, Judah and Deborah. We look forward to celebrating with them. And, uh, Mazel Tov to my wife Karen and our other son Aryeh. Uh, it's just an amazing time and we are so excited to, uh, to share with you the announcement of the engagement of Ellie. And it is really, uh, it is just so much pleasure that gives us to do that. So exciting. And, uh, and it's a great thing. Now we are go- usually at this time we hear our news from Israel live with Hannah Julian, but Hannah has the morning off; she's not feeling well this morning. However, uh, we are going to switch gears for a moment in light of the uh, terrorist attack yesterday in Copenhagen. We are going to be joined. We are being joined right now by a representative. He is a member of the. Copenhagen City Council and a former head of the Jewish community. And uh, we want to welcome to the air Mr. Finn Rudaitsku. I hope I pronounced it right. I apologize. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I know that yesterday was a, a terrible time. Uh, what we've heard is that uh, 
a, a gunman tried to attack a, a, a bat mitzvah celebration at the main synagogue in Copenhagen, and that was uh, preceded by an attack on a cafe earlier in the day, and that ultimately it seems the Danish police... Uh, caught this man and killed him. Do we have our facts straight? What can you add to it? What can you tell us about what happened yesterday? I think uh, the fact you mentioned here is, uh, is the fact what happened. But I would like to add that this is um, this is a very sad story, not only for Denmark and for Copenhagen, but also for the Jews here. Because uh, we uh, already last year uh, went to the government, to the Danish government, and asked them to get more protection than the one we are having uh, having uh, had in the, in the in the past. And uh, unfortunately, they refused to make uh, further um, to make further um, police and other things. Uh, they refused it, and uh, the Jewish community here were very con- confused about it. But only after the day after what happens of terrorist attacks in Paris. Uh, after the three attacks in Paris, the government decided that we now we have to go and protect the Jewish uh, institutions much more than before. The Jewish day schools, the synagogues, and also the shops. Yeah. So uh, we, ha- we have one situation here with, with uh, what is going on in general, but also specifically uh, this uh, Bas Mitzvah, which was in the Jewish house, and um, it could have been worse. It is worse. It is, it is uh, worse enough to to have one uh, boy killed, a good member of the uh, of the Jewish community, 37 years old. He was killed. But uh, behind the synagogue, there's a community uh, house, and in this house there was a, a bas mitzvah with 80 people. And the gunman, I think, he really wanted to go in there and make. Uh, and make his, uh, yeah, the oh. juice is, is gone. Oh, of yeah. course. You mentioned the uh, individual who was killed. I believe uh, uh, his name is Dan Uzan. Is that, uh, is that correct? That's correct, yes. He has a Danish uh, Jew, Danish Jewish mother, and he has an Israeli uh, father. And now, did you know him? I, it's a small community. Yes, I imagine yes, everyone, yes. You, you knew him. Wow. Yes, and, uh, yes, and I know him very well, and also his family. That's a very kind uh, person, and it's a very nice family. Very uh, close to the, to the inner circle in the Jewish community, active in the synagogue, active in the Jewish life, in the cultural life. And uh, that's a very sad story uh, that it should end like this. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Finn, Finn Rudaitschko is uh, joining us. Uh, he's a member of the uh, Copenhagen City Council and the uh, former head of the Jewish community there uh, and an active member in the Jewish community. Uh, you know, it's ironic because uh, Denmark was, was uh, in history, was, was the first Scandinavian country to permit the Jewish settlement, you know, hundreds of years ago. Uh, and uh, yet it is a, it's a very small Jewish community, as I understand it. There are maybe uh, 6,400 or so Jews in a country of five and a half million people. Uh, yeah, we are <laughs> we are a very small community. And uh, by the way, it is not 100 years ago; it is 200 years ago since we got the Jews got the full, full permission to have the same rights as our citizens in Denmark. Wow! But um, but anyway, we are a small community, 
but we are very uh, active uh, with the, in the Danish life. We are having our, of course, we are having our traditions, religion, and we have our cultural matters, uh, as, as many other Jews. But we are active in the Danish uh, societies. And, uh, <clears throat> and you remember, even if it's a long time ago, in, during the Second World War, uh, I think that many of the Danish people uh, helped the Danish Jews to escape to Sweden from, uh, from the Nazis. Correct. Because Correct. They, knew, they knew the Jews, they know the Jews, they know the people, that's the normal neighbor. It is just, it's not, not a, uh, the people in the far distance. Absolutely. Close to them. And that's the same way we live today also. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, sure. We, um, we're, we're also told that there were a number of police officers who were also guarding that event and they were also shot. What is their, is that correct and what is their condition? Yes, their condition are, uh, they are not, um, they're not hurt so much. So they will, they will survive. All of the five policemen who, uh, have been uh, injured and, um, fortunately they, they, are, they will be um, they will be all right within a, within a few times. Can you that take? Okay. Uh, thank God. Can you take us through the events of the day in terms of the attack on the cafe earlier in the day? Are the police certain that this uh, was carried out by the same individual? And how did the police manage to capture? Well, they didn't capture. How did they catch up with this person and subsequently kill him? As far as the police is telling, that they follow this uh, this person. Uh, by um, TV, uh, by t- look up by the TV uh, uh, photos, and they uh, followed him to his uh, address in a certain district in Copenhagen, and oh. um, and he also uh, they also saw that the person left his address uh, in the evening, but um, I personally am very confused that. Uh, that they that they let him go uh, in the evening, uh, and only after five five hours he came to the synagogue. And uh, I, in my personal, I, even I'm not a police man, I would say why 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 uh, did they let him go? <laughs> that's my that's the question I have to the police. So to them. so if I can get this clear from what you said, you said that they uh, caught up with him after the cafe shooting. They had him as a suspect, yeah. but then let him yeah. go after that. They didn't tie him into it. No, 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 they didn't. No, as far as I told, uh, just saw it on the television. I mean, this is true. I'm I'm wondering, and I also. Um, I'm also wondering one thing more because um, it was uh, the Jewish community who called the police uh, yesterday afternoon after the shooting in the cafe and told them that uh, maybe you will you, you should come to the synagogue and and um, and be there because we have a party there, bas mitzvah party during the night after Shabbat, and uh, of course they sent two policemen, but. Um, I am surprised that uh, that that it is not it's, they were not more, more strong uh, a position to send some more people or to send uh, some cars or something else. Right. As they know, at, one person is running around in the city, and also when the, the music had the fresh impressions uh, from uh, from Paris. So I'm in, uh, I'm right now. I'm not fully satisfied. 
But I have, to, of course, I have to put some questions on. I have the, the answers. But of I'm course. wondering, I would say. Now, you, you are a member of the city council of Copenhagen. Will, will you be uh, meeting as a council uh, when you convene tomorrow and discuss this event? Yes, we will. Uh, we will have a. We will not have a meeting. We will have a demonstration, uh, and I will be among the, the members of the of the council also to to be there. A demonstration in front of the cafe, uh, also uh, considering the Jewish uh, the Jewish man who uh, was killed. Right. But, right. Um, <clears throat> yes. No, I, but I meant though, as a uh, as a government official, uh, will will the government agency, will the city be be meeting to uh, discuss what happened and to get quest- answers from the police as to why they acted in a certain way? I don't know how your government works in that city. Is it uh, do you, do you have you know kind of control or oversight can, for the police? No, we don't have any oversight of the police, but we can put questions to the police and they have to answer us. Okay. And of course, we will put this question to the police, of course, and we also meet with them from time to time. If you want to meet them, you can, you can meet them, that's no problem. The cooperation, the cooperation is good. But the problem is, the main problem, in my opinion, is, uh, from, from, from at least 10 years, I've been there 21 years in the, in the city county, but right. at least the last 10 years, it has been very uh, difficult to convince the majority that here are some problems. There are anti-Semitic problems. There are problems to make the school uh, safe, to make the synagogue safe from outside, and many things. And I, I, I really, uh, I really feel that uh, not the majority uh, don't uh, understand it when you just speak to them. Only if something happens, like uh, now, as now. Well, I know if that something happens, then, then they react, right? I know that you represent yeah. the entire, uh, you know, the entire city. Obviously, not just the one, not just the Jewish community. But do you feel that um, uh, when, when you said you, you know, you know that they have some questions about whether something like this would happen, and it's not in their mind? Do you feel? Yeah. And I don't want to put words in there, but but do you feel that it is a little bit stronger than just not wanting to hear it? Do you feel that there's a latent, uh, you know, disregard for the Jewish community at all, and and they just don't want to bother, or uh, is it just not that? Is it just simple that they they don't, you know, they'd rather not think about it until something happens, no matter who it is. But but I think uh, I think the the main reason for what is going on here in, in Copenhagen and also in Denmark and in Europe in general, is that uh, there's not the fully understanding for how you fight the radicalism, uh-huh. fight, how, you, how you fight the, the people who are going to fight for Syria and coming back to Denmark and making troubles here in Denmark in many ways. Ah, okay. uh, and that is uh, that is uh, the background for why we see those uh, problem here in Europe and also here specifically in Denmark in this case, and uh, that that is not easy to uh, to, uh, to 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 convince people that uh, if Qatar and Iran pays a lot of money for special activities in Copenhagen, uh, there are certain conditions followed with the money. And that condition is uh, that they have to um, to work with the radicalism because uh, that's uh, the way they, um, they want. They pay for that. 
Wow. The uh, the uh, is it the prime minister who's who's head of? Uh, I don't have all the uh, the information, but the prime minister's head of the country. Yes, the and prime minister has acted very uh, very good in the situation, and also the government and also the the, the parliament. They have right. uh, they have a uh, they have a good attitude to the full situation, and uh, that that's how it should be. Yep. But of course, I I would like on the longer run. So to have some more understanding for yes. the daily life and what what to be done. Interestingly, uh, the the Danish Prime Minister, and again I apologize if I'm not pronouncing this properly, uh, Helle Thorning Schmidt. Helle Thorning Schmidt from the Social Democratic Party. Okay, yes. his uh, his quote. She. she, she, she Oh, she, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very sorry. Uh, uh, her comment today, quote, was, Denmark has been hit by terror. We do not know the motive for the alleged perpetrator's actions, but we know that there are forces that want to hurt Denmark. They want to rebuke our freedom of speech. Now, I understand. I understand that as a as a prime minister, you know, one has to uh, look at the whole community and look at everything. And and as we say, and it has to be very pariv. You know what I mean? They can't be. Uh, they have to be very pariv. But but do you think that uh, to say things like? And I'm not asking you to comment on her her comment, but in general, the feeling of what people should say to say that they're that we don't know their motive, that we don't know who they're looking to attack uh, and they want to rebuke freedom of speech is that part of what you're saying they really don't get what's going on uh, I, I think uh, the politicians and also the prime minister have to uh, say it more clearly okay and um, and I'm sure they know the reason and the background but uh, maybe they also have a fear of uh, of uh, not uh, not getting reelected, huh? Not getting <laughs> reelected. That's what, that's what that's what you said, but that's exactly what I what I thought. Yeah, that yeah. Is, it's a question of reelection, and uh, and you must see that we we are not many Jews here, right? Uh, but there are, there's a lot of Muslims here in Copenhagen, right? So uh, and in and in Denmark, so uh, it shouldn't give any difference in what you are saying in such uh, such a subject, but uh, it does. Uh, they are. They are. They're, they're, they're not touching the, what they. Well, they're not touching the right. Uh, <laughs> the right letter. Right. The right quote. Well, perhaps she. Perhaps she was, and we'll you know give her the credit. Uh, perhaps she was trying to say that it is a national problem, and no matter who it affects, it has to be looked on, and something has to be done, and maybe that. It will come out of this, and and the the okay, dialogue yeah. will continue. Uh, I, I know I know that you're probably extremely busy today. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join me on the air this morning, uh, and okay. uh, you know, hope that um, things will will you know go as best as we can. I I imagine that the the funeral hasn't even taken place yet for. Um, for Mr. Uzan, no. uh, and you'll be there, and you'll be at the demonstration, as you said tomorrow. Yes, uh, yes, you know, yes, per, per, yes. Perhaps we can speak in the future, and we'll hear uh, we'll hear better things. You're, you're most welcome, and I hope we will speak about better things uh, another time. Thank you so much again for joining me okay, here on okay. JM and the M. Okay, it's a pleasure. pleasure. Thank Good you. Morning. Take care. Mr. Finn Rudaisky, uh I apologize for not getting the name exact, but a member of the... Uh, Copenhagen City Council uh, and a former head of the uh, Jewish community there in uh, in Copenhagen.
Uh, we discuss, discussed the event of yesterday, uh, the events of yesterday, and um, it's some very interesting insights that he said. Uh, it, one thing that oh, I did not read anywhere is that the police apparently had this person uh, in uh, in custody, or at least was questioning this person after the attack in the cafe, and then uh, let him go, and then he went to the. Um, then he went to the synagogue where a bat mitzvah was taking place and uh, attempted to gain entry and, and ended up killing uh, Mr. Dan Uzan, who was guarding the area, shot a few police officers who are, thank God, okay. And uh, then uh, the police caught up with him and killed him. A terrible situation there, uh, but we're happy that Mr. Radetzky, we're pleased that he was able to join us this morning and uh, give us the insights in there. Uh, we might be joined by another person from the community. I'm not sure. So uh, we're going to go to some music now. Uh, again, we're celebrating this morning the engagement of Ellie Weingast, uh, our son, and uh, Ariel Engelmeyer of Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, and we are playing a lot of Asha Barra music and Simintov music. And uh, we're going to go to some Hoopa songs here. Let's, let's do that. Uh, if we do make... Uh, contact with another member of the uh of the community there we will break in and um and and have him on the air here is a simita from onik shemesh right here on jm sunday Oh, who mazel tov, yeh, la, 
Hello, New York. It's always a pleasure and a privilege to be here together with you and Hask. 40 years for an amazing camp, Hask. I've been there. I advise each and one of you to go and visit. It's a, an amazing experience for the kids and the counselors. Believe me, go and visit. Yeah. <laughs> 
That was Ohart at the Hess Concert number 27 with a clip of medley. And that we played today specifically because today we are celebrating the engagement of Ellie Weingast to Ariel Engelmeyer. Last night, we are so excited. We've been playing a lot of, uh, a lot of lively music, Asha Bar music, Simitov music, celebratory music here on JM Sunday. It's 8.43 in the morning and, uh, it is a very exciting time for us here in, uh, in the uh, JM and the AM. Uh, family, the Nachum Siegel Network family and JM Sunday family, if I may say so myself. Very surreal, very exciting to be announcing this and talking about it. My thanks to the hundreds of people that have commented and sent the Mazel Tov wishes. Really, really appreciate it. And, uh, Karen and I are so excited that, uh, that Ellie and, um, and Ariel are engaged. And, uh, we, uh, we give a Mazel Tov to, uh, Ariel's parents, Deborah and Judah Engelmeyer. And uh, to siblings, uh, Ellie's brother, Arye Weingast, and uh, to Ariel's uh, siblings, Talia and uh, Noah Engelmeyer. It is, uh, it is a very exciting time, and uh, we've been playing as much music as we can for the occasion. Uh, we did have before a member of the Copenhagen Jewish Community, uh, excuse me, the Copenhagen City Council, a member of the City Council, uh, after uh, the unfortunate uh, event yesterday in, in um, Copenhagen, the terrorist attack by uh, someone who shot um, and killed a guard at a bat mitzvah celebration last night in Copenhagen. Uh, he also wounded some police officers, and apparently he had also uh, attacked a cafe uh, earlier in the day. And uh, what Mr. Um, Rudnitsko uh, told us uh, is that Apparently, the police had him in custody uh, after the uh, cafe shooting and let him go. And then hours later, he went to the um, went to the synagogue. So we don't have all the details on there. He said that uh, uh, the uh, city council will be asking the police about it in the coming days, and there'll be a demonstration tomorrow at the Jewish Community Center, which is located right by the synagogue, and he will be a part of that. Uh, you can, if you missed the interview, you can go to the archives uh, in a little bit, and uh, you can check out today's show and listen to that. It was uh, around the eight o'clock hour. Uh, so certainly uh, a terrible event in Copenhagen, uh, and uh, we were fortunate to have somebody on the air with us immediately who was right there on the scene. You never know what's going to happen here. Uh, we have we have an event like that, and we get somebody on the air, and then of course we get to wish a Mazel Tov, which is the best thing in the world. So. Again, Mazatov to uh, Ellie and Ariel. Uh, 8.45 in the morning. Uh, we were trying to get somebody else in the community, uh, and we may still for a couple of minutes, uh, but we're going to go back to the community. That, that of course, is from the um, Copenhagen community. We're going to go back to uh, some more Simintov music. Uh, this time it's a couple of selections from the one and only and the great Shlomo Kalbach right here on JM Sunday. <laughs>
by the one and only Shlomo Kalbach right here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you. Uh, we are in a uh, we are in a celebratory mode because, as we announced before, our son Ellie Weingast just got engaged last night to Ariel Engelmeyer of Teaneck, New Jersey, and we are celebrating that simcha by playing a lot of. Asher Bara and the Simintov music this morning. Uh, we were joined earlier by uh, Finn Rudetsku, who's a member of the uh, Copenhagen City Council, uh, to switch gears and talk about the uh, terrible events of yesterday. We have on the air right now um, the uh, Chabad Rabbi of Denmark, Rabbi Yitzchak Lowenthal, who is right now literally at the scene of the uh, tragic event from last night. Rabbi Lowenthal, welcome to JM Sunday. Rabbi, are you there? No, we seem to have lost the connection. Let's uh, see if we can just get him back on. Uh, on the fly because we don't have much time before the end of the show and uh, we do want to get him on the air he did uh, try to make some time for us and let's see if we can get him reconnected we are um, trying to get Rabbi uh, Yitzchak Lowenthal who is the director of Chabad for Denmark who is at the scene uh, right now and uh, we want to see if we can uh, connect with him uh, as a uh, he can spend a couple of minutes with us and tell us more about what happened yesterday and about the community and what's going on right now. Uh, we're trying to connect and see if um, if we can reestablish that connection right now. It's certainly it's it's hectic and uh, you know very difficult and trying time there. Um, but uh, hello, Rabbi. Okay, hold on, please hold on. Okay, Rabbi Yitzchak Lowenthal is the. Um, is the uh, Chabad director in Denmark. Good morning, Rabbi Lowenthal. Welcome to JM Sunday. Thank you. Good afternoon. Thank you. Good afternoon to you. I wish you were more uh, under more auspicious occasions. As you may have heard, we 
Uh, my family is celebrating the engagement of our son Ellie to Ariel Engelmeyer. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, we bring everything to the community, including what happened uh, yesterday. We, we did have on, uh, earlier, uh, Mr. Finn Rudaitsku, if I, I hope I pronounce right. his name right. He is a member of the city council. You are the uh, Chabad rabbi in Denmark there, and you are at the scene of, of what took place yesterday. Please tell us, uh, what you know about what happened and, and what's going on right now. Well, there was a bat mitzvah being celebrated uh, in the community center, which is next to the shul, um, and I was at the bat mitzvah. Oh. Um, I left a little bit early because uh, my wife is away at the Chabad conference, so I um, left uh, early, and uh, shortly thereafter, after I left, was, uh, was the attack. Um, and, of course, once the attack happened... Um, at the attack, um, the, the guards from the Jewish community were shot and killed, and the um, three uh, or two policemen were wounded. Um, the entire bat mitzvah was uh, evacuated and only managed to get home at about 7 in the morning. Um, we at the Chabad house had to uh, sort of, uh, we went into crisis mode to uh, you know, make sure that we were not a target. Um, and eventually, after an hour or two, we did have the police come and block off the roads and uh, Manning, uh, blocking off the roads to prevent anybody coming close. Um, I'm standing here right now at the scene. There's, uh, it's, uh, it's actually quite a, a remarkable scene to see hundreds of Copenhageners, um, both Jews and also non-Jews, um, bringing flowers and putting them, um, all of them are clearly very touched and moved, um, obviously the Jewish people, but also the non-Jewish people. Um, that such a thing could happen um, in Copenhagen, in the center of the city. Um, there is really quite a, uh, an, a swell of support, uh, one could say. I know that there uh, is... I know that there is, uh, you know, there are a lot of questions that are going to be asked and, uh, people are going to want to know what transpired, how it transpired. Uh, but, uh, one thing that uh, Mr. Radetzko mentioned before is, uh, actually a couple of things if you could comment if you have any more information. One of the things he said was that apparently the police had this uh, person, the killer, uh, either in custody or in questioning earlier after the cafe shooting and then released him. And then hours later he no, went to the... Uh, uh, I don't think that's thing. correct. Okay. I think he had him, he, he went into an apartment, but they didn't manage to catch him. Uh-huh. Uh, he went in. I think they had it under, under observation, but they didn't manage to catch him. I catch, okay. Right. Okay. And uh, also, uh, there has been a lot going on. And, you know, we, we here in the United States, we, in other parts of the world, we don't always, unfortunately, pay attention to it. But now that it's happening all over the place, we certainly will. And that's that um, communities are, are, and, and government agencies are not really getting the problem that's happening. And uh, it's taking events like this for them to wake up. I understand, right. if I'm correct that there had been requests in the past for protection at uh, Jewish community events and whatnot, but until the Paris shooting, nothing really happened. And even yesterday... Well, there was uh, some, and it was uh, turned up. But, you know, it, it could always be better. I will say that after yesterday's first shooting, um, outside the shul, they did have um, three or four policemen with machine guns um, when the event happened. So um, the police 
um, were there, right. um, but was still not able to prevent it. Of course. Rabbi Yitzhak uh, Lowenthal, director of Chabad in Denmark, tell us a little bit about the community and how the feeling is. You mentioned going to a bat mitzvah and basically having uh, police uh, with, with, with machine guns there. Uh, what's the community feeling now? What's it felt over the last few weeks since all this uh, has happened in the in the world? Well, I mean, this has all happened in the last uh, 20, 12 hours, but mm-hmm. um, definitely uh, the feeling today is a feeling of sadness. You right. know, people are very sad and people are in mourning. Um, and obviously, you know, I hear people speaking and speaking among themselves and speaking to me and speaking to each other and saying, you know, we've got to, uh, we can't buckle down. Right. But... Um, the, we have to, you know, strength to put ourselves together oh, and go forward. But, of course. Uh, of course. Yeah. The number of uh, Jews, as we uh, hear in Denmark, is a, a totals uh, about 6,400 uh, in total, oh, and uh, 2,400 or more identified, I guess. But you must know everybody there, and I imagine you know the person, Dan Uzan, who was killed yesterday. Uh, yeah, I do. Everybody knows everyone there. It's, yeah. Yes, I knew him quite uh, not very well, but I knew him quite well. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, it, and I saw him just a few minutes before he he, he was killed. I, right. Oh boy. You know. Uh, yeah. What is the community feeling uh, in, in terms of? I don't know. I know it's again. It's it's right now. You said it's a state of sadness and shock, but uh, right. is the feeling or has you the know, feeling? Yes. There's obviously, there's going to, you know, there's right now, there's uh, people standing out here, there's going to be a funeral and a memorial. Right. These are all, you know, opportunities for people to mourn. And, and, and you know, at the same time, life moving on, you know, the school has uh, canceled, it's not going to be opening tomorrow, but because right. um, of security concerns, but hopefully on Tuesday or Wednesday it will be. So do you, it's, uh, do you it's think, a matter of pulling themselves together of and moving course. forward. Do you think there'll be um, much more uh, police presence, at least in the near future, yeah, at yeah. all these uh, yeah, venues? Yes, yeah, I think the, the mayor of the city was quite clear and said Copenhagen is not going to look like it used to for the next short while. Wow. Uh, does the community yeah. overall feel safe? Uh, I mean, I know na- right now it's a difficult situation, but, you know, lately, has the community felt safe? Yeah. To a degree, but this obviously has shaken that a bit. Right, absolutely. Rabbi Lowenthal, I, I thank you. I know it's a very difficult time. You're right there at the scene of what happened, I'm sure. Very involved with so many people that are there. I, I thank you for joining us this morning. Hopefully, we can speak at uh, you know another time under better circumstances. I I enjoy on on, on our show here and on the network to speak with uh, rabbis, especially Chabad rabbis from around the world, because there's so many interesting stories you have to tell, and so many you know in a in a, in a good uh, in a good way. So we hope to join with you again and and speak about this. Thank and you for good uh, and I thank you for for wishing a Mazel Tov. Uh, we'll end on a, a good note on the. Yeah. Stuff, our son. Happy things. Uh, thank you so much, Koltov, and, uh, and uh, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, that was uh, Rabbi Yitzchak Lowenthal, who is the director of Chabad in Denmark, uh, joining us here to um, to speak about the tragedy of what happened uh, yesterday in, um, in Copenhagen. Uh, we are uh, we're actually at the end of the show. Uh, it's amazing. You go from uh, all different uh, highs and lows. We are, uh, we primarily, we, we celebrated this morning the engagement of our son, Ellie Weingast, uh, to Ariel Engelmeyer of Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, we look forward, any, anybody listening, you know, there's a Lachayim at our house later today. So if you want, you can uh, send me an email, a text or whatever, and I'll get you the address. <laughs> You're welcome to come over. Uh, and... Um, 
we we thank all our listeners for for uh, all the Mazel Tov wishes, uh, and also uh, we were able to speak to members of the uh, of the community over in uh, in Copenhagen to find out what happened last night. I'll, 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 well, I'll tell you, that's that's one of the reasons to always keep it tuned here to JM Sunday and Nachum Siegel Network all over. You never know what's going to happen on the shows. Till next time, it's Matis Wine Guest. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Great program continues all day long here on the network, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>